Tuning into the 312th episode of Barbershop Sports Talk with me, your host, Daryl D. Lane. As always, I want to thank you all for tuning in, whether it be via Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, whichever podcasting app or platform you may be listening to me via. Being recorded from Buffalo, New York, as always, going to have a great podcast on for all you guys today. Going to have Scotty Johnson, my brother, my man's, my guy from the city, Scotty Johnson, on to talk some NBA. We get into a really good conversation about player development overseas, uh, how it's different as opposed to in Europe and all these other places where they play basketball. And in the United States, we talk about high school and college recruiting, if it's good to start your first year or not. So we get into a lot of good stuff. Also, we talk about USA Basketball, uh, the team there, their lack of success, how it can improve, maybe some ideas we have. And at the end of the podcast... Me and Scotty, we talk about just general NBA news and tidbits out there. So it's a great podcast. Uh, now, before we get to that, I want to say thank you for tuning in. Subscribe and follow right now. Share this podcast with your friends and family, whether it be via Reddit threads or Facebook groups. Subscribe to the YouTube channel, Daryl Lane. Also, follow me on Twitter, at NightTrain underscore Lane. I'll say it again, at NightTrain underscore Lane. And lastly, if you have Apple or iTunes... Leave a great comment and give me five stars. And for some odd reason, if you don't like my podcast, it's like, how the hell could that happen? Then don't say anything at all. Because you know what your mama told you? If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it. Ever. Or at all. Right? Mama Lane taught me that. My mama. Mama Lane. So, you guys should listen to that too. And cut up next, after the break on Barbershop Sports Talk, running into Scotty Johnson. Cut up next, after the break on Barbershop Sports Talk. And we have my brother, Scotty Johnson, with us. How you doing, Scotty? I'm doing good, bro. I just want to say, bro, it's been a minute. I appreciate you. You know, it's always an honor. I always say it. I feel like I say it too many times, but it's always a pleasure, bro. Thanks for having me, bro. I missed you. I missed you, too, bro. So, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. So, Olympics, USA basketball. Uh... They've lost, I think, how many games? They lost to Nigeria, they lost to Australia, and they recently lost to France. I want to know from your perspective, how concerned are you? Um, i say about, like, 30%. I'm not, like, too concerned. I still, I'm still confident in the U.S. I think they get it together, but I don't, like, my opinion, I think that U.S., it's, you look at it, this is a lot of people's first time, you know, like in the Olympics. And then with everything that's happening, you know, like the Olympics were supposed, were supposed to be last year. This was another thing that was affected by COVID. And um, they were, they're kind of like in a bubble, too, like in a more modified bubble, like how the NBA bubble was. So, granted, you know, you take into consideration this, this is a lot of people's first year, you know, like it's, it's going to happen. You know, they're not losing because the teams are more talented. They're losing because they don't know how to play together as a team. And, and that gets me into this. So, and this is something that I've been thinking about a lot in terms of what maybe, uh, you know, uh, America should do with their basketball. Because I, I think we can both agree that, uh, I, I would say first, here's what I would say. I, w- I would say first, you know, if you don't want to bring the LeBrons, the Kawhis, your top tier guys, right, that's fine. But... If you're going to bring your third team or your fourth team, I feel like there should be more practice time uh, practice time ahead of time, right? So maybe what I thought about, and this is something that other kind of, maybe other things go on for other Olympic sports, you know, maybe what they need to do is this, uh, and obviously not every player would like it, and maybe you can make special exceptions, like if LeBron doesn't want to do this, it's okay, because that's freaking LeBron or KD, because that's KD, but everybody else, they kind of have to realize what they're trying to build here, so... 
I want to know what your thoughts on this idea. So let's say after this Olympic cycle, they would have like a tentative roster because like there's worlds in between the Olympics. You know what I mean? Like the World Cup and all that stuff. So you need a commitment for these guys for that whole four-year cycle up into the next uh, Olympics. I don't know how I feel about a whole four-year commitment. I'm not saying it has to be an awful or maybe a... uh, I would say that's that's the goal, or maybe you could do it like it's a year commitment, but usually for those teams, you don't see the top guys come even less so than than usually what you would see for the Olympics. But I would say that, and obviously there are players who would still play, right? But, you know, less of a chance you get all your top-tier guys. Because I think regardless, even if they don't have their top, top-tier guys, if they have just, you know, your third-tier guys, and they're all practicing playing with each other, they should still win. So I, I think what they need to do is, and like I said, there's special exceptions. Like, okay, if LeBron wants to do it, okay, we can make an exception because everybody gets it's freaking LeBron or KD. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, those guys are a little different. But if you're Chris Middleton or let's say you're Drew Holiday and you guys want to be on the Olympic team, we're going to need you to be playing with each other and all the other guys. Because that's what they do. And I, I think, Scotty, I think it's a little disrespectful to the game to think that you can just show up and win. I think that's a little disrespectful to the game. Well, I don't think it's disrespectful. I just think it's, it's confidence and confidence at the same time. I think that Because con- you, you don't want to just show up thinking you're going to lose neither, though. You know what I mean? Like, you don't even, like, as a competitor, you don't even think that's in, the, in your mind, possibly, that you could lose. So... I can understand the competitiveness. I would, I would say the idea of the commitment not bad. I, I would say, you know, because you know how they had like the FIBA World Cup and stuff in between. I would say if you play like in the FIBA before the Olympics, you know, some of those guys should, you know, commit. You know, I, I would take that like a year or two before commitment. I'd take a year or two, but not the whole four. You know what I'm saying? Not the whole full cycle. But i definitely, you know, get like somewhere where you could like, and they could somehow implement how uh, like, because the top players, but also, too, though, the top players, bro, like, a lot of them are from, aren't from America, too. So that that's another thing that makes it, like, you know, like, hard. Because then you got players, like, LeBron's older, so, you know, KD's getting older. Kawhi would play, but he always hurt, you know what I'm saying? Steph, they always get stuff done. They also get stuff done in the summer. So that's why I said, like, the whole four-year commitment is hard because stuff happens, you know, like, guys get injured. Guys have to go through stuff during the offseason. Guys get close to winning the championship. To some, that's more important than the goal. And to some, playing for the country is more important. So, you know, like, I would, so I feel like the idea is not too off. But as far as, like, the players, though, like, the, you know, the level of tier players, I think that, I think that the top players are always going to be like, I feel like it's going to be harder to win with the top players because the top, top tier players, like the first tier players, it'd be harder to win now because of the style of play. Like, and then like everything that takes into consideration that, you know, there's a lot of guys first year playing Olympic basketball. So like guys that play before then, like the LeBron's, the Kobe's, the Chris Paul, the J kids, like the D Wade, like they all want, like they all knew their role. And this, like I said, though, but this is everybody's first time. So I like I like what they're doing, though. I like what they're doing. I don't think they should, you know, I don't think they should change change it. But I would, I wouldn't mind, like, you know, making a, you know, making it to your commitment because I do think it's like not fair, though, that like Drew Holiday, Chris Mills, and even D Booker, like they were playing in the finals and they still have spot. I feel like that spot could have been given to like a Trey Young or you know what I'm saying, like anybody else that you know balled out in the playoffs or just balls in the NBA regardless like you go get like those type of players then you know I feel like they you know you should yeah you gotta get at least like some type of commitment so and, and, and I guess what I mean by like disrespecting the game I don't mean like because obviously if you show up you, you want to win but I guess like you know there's a saying like you know to prepare to win right not just show up and think you're gonna win to like prepare and do all the right things and know you're gonna win whether you just show up and you're like oh I'm gonna win regardless I think th- I think those are the two important distinctions. And then, but then, but you gotta also, also gotta look at that's that's always been like the team USA, like you know, like we always that's just the USA. I feel like that's that's the US, that's the American personality, you know. Like I feel like, especially when it comes to like when it's, when we're used to dominating, we're not used to you know saying like and this and then this is everybody's first time in the Olympics too, though. So like they're not experienced. Only they got two people that's experienced. 
That's Kevin Durant and Draymond Green. And even Draymond not as experienced as Kevin Durant. Even the coach, even Pop, not you know, this is first time being the head coach. And another thing too, I want to bring up the reason why they're losing too, is that a lot of the bigs, a lot of the centers, they, we don't have a center. A lot of the our centers come from overseas, and they're playing for their country, respective countries. So, like you said, I feel like it's really, I feel like it's a testament to how we view the game, and like yeah, like how we're so like prepared, and how like. Yeah, because I just feel like, you know, it's not going to work if you just, you, you can't just throw a bunch of guys and say, hey, we're all out of basketball. I get it if you have Kobe, Dwayne Wade, LeBron, and all these guys, and KD, right? Dream Team was set up when they, you know, changed the rule to bring in players. No, I mean, that's fair, but that's the Dream Team. Like, that's arguably the greatest team ever assembled. That was everybody's first time in the Olympics, too, though. Like, you know, first time playing, you know, like, since being pro. They probably played in the Olympics in college, you know. That was everybody's first time. You know, it's just, I feel like it's the it's the mindset too, though, bro. Like it's the mindset and how to win a game, bro. Like they understood their roles because they knew who could do what. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, Jordan. You know, Jordan didn't even lead the, the USA team in scoring. Right. I think it might have been Barkley or somebody like that or Malone. Barkley the team in scoring. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, Charles, Pat, you and you're gonna kill on the block. MJ and Scotty, you're gonna defend. Magic is gonna play, make, and facilitate, and everybody else is just gonna, you know, play their roles. Like, and I think, like, even in the 08 and the two thousand in the two thousand eight and two thousand twelve teams, even the two thousand sixteen team, everybody understood their role because it wasn't just, you know, you got when you got Zach Levine, Kevin Durant, Damian Lillard, Bradley Beal, and Deke Booker. That's five prolific scores, and KD's a decent defender, but he's not. And Tatum. And Jason Tatum, and then like. They're not great defenders, but they're decent defenders. But all the other rest are like just you know scoring, and they're used to playing one style of basketball. So it's it's yeah it's it's hard. But I, like I said, I still got confidence. So I think they I think they you know make it happen. So, Greg Popovich, there have been a lot of reports that, you know, players aren't happy with the way Greg Popovich is coaching. I guess he's trying to implement a Spurs-style system with the uh, USA Basketball. And I guess the players, you know, they're not here for that. What do you think about all that? Right, that just goes back to saying like how the style of the basketball is different. Like they're used to playing a different style. I'm pretty sure there. I'm pretty sure there's people there that understand it, that gets it. You know what I mean, like that. And I think I don't even think he's trying to get them to play a Spurs type of style. I think he's trying to get them to play a more a team style, a team like style. Like, I guess that Spurs though, because that's what the Spurs were known for playing team ball. They played like a, a team that played overseas. Because most of their great players were from, like, were not, you know, U.S.-born players. So, I think that the players, like I said, they're just, by them being who they were on their teams, like Damian Lillard, Brad Beal, Jason Tatum, um, Zach, um, and all the more, and Kevin Durant, they're, play, they're people that's, you know, used to being, like, the best players, and they're used to the world in their hand. They're used to, like, how the way they get their looks instead of, like, looking at it from, like, a team aspect. Because when you got people like that, bro, you're going to have to sacrifice. Like, that's the thing. That's what made those other teams that won go so great was because they had a collection of players. And they sacrificed. And I think, like, once, once they get it, because it's different rules, too, bro. You're not going to win the Olympics by playing the NBA style rules. They're gonna have to adjust somehow. So, I think it's more so that him trying to play a team style. And it's just, you know, like I said, it's everybody's first time playing. It's Do you think there's any criticism that should be put on the doorsteps of Greg Popovich? I, I think something crazy, like they, they lost like five or six games in international play, or, or something like that. Where you know when Chusevsky was there, like they were just kind of impeccable. Do you think there should be any criticism on Popovich? And even the reports coming out that players are criticizing his style of his offense, I think that's weird. And then, but also, I think I don't see, and that's the thing, though, bro. Like it's the, it's, it's basically like old school versus new school, bro. The old style versus like this new style. So, I do think Pop do, does need to. I, well, no, I don't think he deserves like a lot of like you know, fame or whatever the word. But I don't, because this, like I said, this is his first time being a head coach. Like this is his first time, you know, dealing with all this as a head. But it's different when you're an assistant. You know what I mean? So. I feel like if you, you know, say like if we lose this year, right? Say like if we don't win, if we don't win gold, we win like bronze or silver. If we 
do that, I guarantee you the next time we're in the Olympics, we win because people are going to be more experienced and Papa's going to be more experienced. So he's going to know how to, you know, like how to run it. And, you know, we got to get a feel for things. Sometimes, you know, it works and sometimes it don't. I think it works. I just think it's more so on the players. It's more so on the players. They want to play a different style because that's what they're used to. Because this is everybody's first time in the Olympics. I just feel like so, so you you don't have any you don't think Popovich deserves any blame for this if they don't. I mean, you can hold him accountable for the as far as being the coach, but if you look at that like taking everything into consideration, like you know, I mean, everybody can you know everybody can be a coach. Man. Like he runs it how the way he's running, and it might not work, and he might have to he might have to. That's what he did in the NBA. He didn't want to adjust to his old style. He had to adjust to the new style. So. I, I, I give him this year. This year, this year, you can give him a pass. This year, this is the first time. Like I said, next year, there is no, like, no. There's no excuse. Or not next year, but the next Olympics, I should say. So, next, I, I want to get to this, and I think this is interesting. You kind of touched on this. Uh, the style of play changing. Uh, do you think it's an issue? Do you think basketball is being taught the right way in America now? Because... It's a lot more pick and roll, isolation heavy. Kids are not growing up with as much ball movement, you know, cutting, uh, all, all that stuff that you see overseas. Or even because I was listening to somebody talking, they were like, you know, every time you, you see kids in the gym now, you know, they're working on their one on one game, they're dribbling. It's like, how many kids you see that are just working on passing? That you see just work on passing? Stuff like that. Do you think that the way the game is taught now in America is a detriment to some of these players? I don't think... I don't want to say it's the right or wrong way because... Analytically, like, I guess if, you know, throwing in the numbers, like... Some teams, if you know, they do win more by playing that, like that's top, like that type of style. You know, pick, dribble drive, pick and roll, isolation, two man, the two man game, like instead of like utilizing everybody on the court. But because I do think that we are like everybody that plays is more skillful. Like there are like it's being more skillful to where everything is more so positionless. I think that for the taller guys, like for the bigs, like the guards and the the guards are okay. They're the ones that, you know, it's the bigs that's changing it. Like, I feel like it's what the bigs are working on is, like, way different than, like, what, you know, because you look at Joel Embiid, you look at Giannis Antetokounmpo, you look at the Joker, Rudy Gobert. Now, mind you, they all play, they all play different. The only true big out of that is probably Rudy Gobert. Like, that's a true big, you know, no stretch, just straight defend. Rim protect, pick and roll, you know, second chance points, right? But, and then you look at, even the Joker, like the Joker can post up, he can, you know, do the guard play too. So I think, like, it's good, but I think the U, what the U.S. is going wrong is, it's just, I feel like giving too much power, like, too much power to the, to, to the players. Because, like, and I ain't talking about just the league. I'm talking about just on every level. Because I feel like most of this start, it starts at AAU. Nowadays, it starts at AAU because you can play however you want to play. And most of these, you know, these U.S.-born players grew up playing AAU and they're used to playing that style. Like, LeBron and KD been playing the exact same way they've been playing since by the time they were probably about 13, 14 years old. It's just the only difference is it's the higher the level. So I think it's I think it's more so on the big. Because the guard, and that's, that's really what's the difference, bro, like, by being positionless, the bigs are more skilled, are more guard, like more guarded, guarded in it, oriented. Like they want to be the point guard. So, like, no, and I, and I, th- I think it's gonna go back though. So, I think like everything does a full, like full circle. I think it's gonna go back because you got guys like An, Gobert, Joel, like they play with their back towards the basket. So, I think it's going back. It's just with the U.S. This you just gotta be more. We gotta put more to the big or even like in a lot of these AAU games and you can speak to this a little bit Scotty maybe how much do you think you know they're working on you know movement without the ball motion cutting pin downs or is it bro in AAU you're not you're not nine times out of ten bro in AAU you're not you're not being practiced that you're not being taught that that's what I'm saying like 
you're used to playing just the style you're used to playing. That's why LeBron and KD, and even like the newer kids, like not the newer kids, but like newer players, like the Kyrie's, the, the Trey Youngs, the De'Aaron Foxes, like they're all used to playing like that. That you know, that isolation, just free free play. Really, that's what AAU is nowadays. It's free play, and it's really just one on one action. So, it, yeah. They really don't work on that. Type or of even on pickup. Like, it's the mentality. Like, nobody, when they play pickup, they're like, I'm trying to get 15 assists, man. They're trying to they're trying to get buckets. No, everybody's trying to. And that's what the game is about. But it's it's how the way you do it, bro. I feel like everybody wants to be a guard. Everybody wants to be a guard. But it's like, you can be a guard, but you got to understand, yo. What they tell me in high school, you got to know your personnel. You got to know your role. If we, If you're the tallest player on your team, right? Let's say you like six eight six nine. The rest is like you know six feet and below. But you got guard skills though. Like you're tall. You six eight six nine can dribble shoot. Nine times out of ten in today's game, that person is gonna be the point guard instead of like the other the other players. And it's like I feel like, bro, like it's the ego. I feel like it's the ego and pride too, bro. Cause ain't nobody like you said. Nobody's trying to. People are more in tune on making the bucket than like actually like I feel like winning. Like it's more like so but that's why we say like you can't turn a team sport into an individual sport. But that's part of like the media. Not the media, but that's just how the way like this view perception. Because because even if you think of a player like Steph Curry, one of the things that makes Steph so special and obviously shooting, how much he moves without the ball. Without the ball. How much he moves without the ball. Like, do you think like 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 how many stars do you think are willing to move like that without the ball? Well, like, think about that. Like, to move like that without the ball. It, but you got to think, but it's not many because they all grew up playing AAU ball, right? And they're all used to it. But if somebody is playing one-on-one ball, you're used to, you know, it's like pickup. Like, I went out here on the streets, like, at a quarter outside of the gym or something, at a, you know, the gym or a court. If you play a regular pickup, like, usually when it's ISO, go to the corner and you just stand there. And usually, like, the people that's on Team USA, just to go back to them, like, for a minute, like, they're the ones that's used to doing the ISO, and that's how it is. That's what's like. That's the big. That's the big irony of it. Because like, a lot of them can't, because that's what they're used to. And, and, and two, I, I also do want to talk about this too, because I think it's interesting. I think it's also maybe the the attitude of players now in America, because in America, because I think you know, coaching people were more willing to be coached up hard like thirty years ago. By you know, every kid like you know, on average, I think, and, and partly. It's because the kids had less control. It's like, you know, like corporal punishment was more popular 30 uh, years ago than it is now. Like, like in terms of just adults having more control where younger people, you know, they have more control. You can't, you know, at, on a college campus, you, you can only have them in the gym for so many hours. If a player gets peeved off now in college, they can just transfer and say, peace, I'm going someplace else. Even if they don't start for their freshman year. If a player doesn't... If, Real quick with AAU, bro, it's the same thing. If you don't want to play for this coach, you can just go find another one. It's the same thing. That's why the, in the NBA players they don't feel comfortable. Feel comfortable. I mean, they don't feel a certain type of way when they go team up with another player to win because that's what they do in AAU. But I, I don't think that's I, I don't think that's good. I, I think you should be willing to be coached. Like that's why they're there. That's why the coach is there to coach you. That's that's why they're there. Like, or even, like, you know, something little. Like, let's say you don't start your first year. That doesn't mean you have to transfer. Mm-hmm, but, but it's the, but it's the game, but. And, and I think a way you can look at it is I think there's something to be learned from sitting on the bench and watching for a year. I think there's something to be learned. I, but that, I was about to say, but the reality is that, don't, that method don't work for everybody. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I know, because, I, you know, kids are different now. They're being brought up differently. But also, too, though, bro, like, but, no, but to, but you got to understand, bro, like, okay, so most of these kids are, they're trying, most of, like, their end goal is to get to the NBA, so, like, so, and to get there, bro, you have to play, like, you have to play, like, the better your chances you play right away, like, right away, like, that's the best shot you got, and I feel like back then, it was more so pride and ego, like, they didn't want to, like, do it because they felt like it was a sign of weakness. Like, they didn't want to team up with nobody. But I feel like if you put, like, as a competitor, you should, you know, you should want to, I ain't going to say you should want to coach or want to, 
don't want to coach, but like I feel like because I feel like everybody, I feel like a lot of players. I gonna say a lot of players, but I feel like sometimes players don't need coaching. Like I've been in, I've been in like almost every kind of situation you could think of to where like you bumping heads with a coach, and to the point where like he don't even run the practice. God let the you and he let us run, and we don't mess around either. So. I feel like it's 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 definitely how the way like the players like you it's 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 a way different time like it's a way different time. Well, no, and that's fair. I agree with you. And I think sometimes, I mean, I don't think you should let your players run at every practice necessarily. But I mean, like, if you're doing that, I, I think there's stuff. I think that's part of the relationship aspect, giving them a little bit of control. It's different. You know, you know maybe it's a little more fun. It, it kind of switches up things a little bit. But I guess what, what, what I'm saying is, like, and when, when you mentioned, like, obviously you want to play right away because that's the best chance to go into the league. But I mean, if you're talking about, are you not playing right away, like, your freshman year of high school, freshman year of college? Well, what do you mean? Because, like, I guess what I'm saying, like, or let's just put it in college, like, let, let's say, you know, you're at a school. You don't start your, your, your freshman year. Because somebody legitimately beat you out. Now, I, I think you have to look at, like, what grade that, but that doesn't mean you should just be mad and you should be like, you know what, screw this. Because I think I think there is lessons to learn. Okay, you didn't start your, your, your first year. I think there is lessons to be learned in that. Sometimes, I was about to say, but sometimes, Brad, you can... I mean, you can see the writing on the wall if you're never going to start there. I mean, I, I think that's something different. But now I think that players are kind of just like, if they're not playing, they're out most of the nine times out of ten now. Especially with the new transfer rules. Players can dip like that, Scotty. Because they don't got time to, to wait, right? Nobody got time to wait. Like, because you got to think, by the time you play college ball, bro, you're thinking about the next step, whether that's your end goal or not. Like, you're thinking about it because you made it, you made it this far, right? So, like, I got, like, because sometimes it don't be clear-cut, though, if you're not playing or not. Like, and sometimes, like, because I've been in this situation, too, where, like, you're not starting, but you know you could be starting. Like, you know you used to start. Like, nine times out of ten, sometimes it would be, you know, it can make it good or worse. I mean, better or worse, but you don't know, but you don't know until, like, you get put out on the court. Because sometimes that'd be the case, too. Like, sometimes coaches really just go off two days off the experience but sometimes like that don't you know like I feel like if you got a player whoever's the better player should be on the court and if it's a person that's better than like you know than the upperclassmen then I feel like that person deserves a spot because sometimes that's it's not just necessarily they not playing and they don't want to you know sometimes they deserve like to play sometimes they be better than you know who they feel like that's in front they're in front or let's use this next example. Let's say there's two point guards, right? Well, okay. The freshman's probably more talented than the junior, but the junior just better at running the offense and just has more control of the game. But he's not necessarily the potent athletic freak that the that the freshman is. But he understands times, situation more, stuff like that. Doesn't turn the ball over as much and knows really how to run the team. That's what I'm saying though. Like, you can, you can, in that type of situation, you can, you know what I'm saying? Like, you gonna go with the, with the more experience. That's cool. But what I'm saying is sometimes like that, that you know, like, that's not necessarily the case. Sometimes it's different. Sometimes it's the other way around. Sometimes it's the freshman that's the one that's you know that understands the game. Like Zion was like that. Yeah. Like, no, no, I agree. Like you get what I'm saying? Like that's a freshman who. Can you imagine him being set behind somebody that's older that just only because he knows like he plays smarter? Nah, like sometimes your body and athleticism does can make a can win your game or two. It can make a difference, but like it's 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 on the players. Like I don't get mad at the players if they're not playing because the goal is to play. If you feel like you're not playing, then you know because if they feel like because if you in the pro, if you a pro, if you're not playing up to par, they gonna ship you. No, I agree, but I think sometimes when you're looking at a college, I think you need to look at it this way, Scotty, that, and, and obviously, the people like Zion and Katie, these are once-in-a-lifetime players, like, that. I think that's a little bit different, but I think you have to look at it, sometimes, it's not always that somebody's screwing you over, sometimes it's that you need to be better, you need to be better, it's not that anybody's out to get you, it, it, it's just that you need to get better. And I don't know, bro, because... I'm gonna give you a story. My freshman year in high school, right? It was, my, it was I was nervous. I didn't really go to much of like the basketball workouts, but they understood. But like, I knew I could play. They knew I could play, right? 
So I ended up playing on the freshman team, ended up making the freshman team easy. I'm not starting, right? But everybody knows, like, I'm easily top five on the team. Easy. Like, top five. I ain't going to say I'm the best. I was the best. But easy top five. Like, right? And I'm not the biggest. And they, he started, like, the coach did what he did was, you know, what he felt right. Like, he started to talk players, like, you know, on the third, so DC play. And, like, sometimes, like, you got to, like, it's the eye test, bro. Like, I did better than most people that ate at tryouts, but that wasn't enough. I already knew I was better. I worked everybody, and they still went with the other players. Like, sometimes, bro, like that, I feel like that is going on more so than players just not, you know, just soaking and not. I feel like that's going on more than players doing that. Well, I... I feel like if you, because I feel like if everything, like, 100, and that's the thing, too, bro. A lot of people don't be 100. It's, communi- it's communication. A lot of people don't communicate, like, with the players how I say they, I ain't going to say, like, they do it wrong. That's just, like, they just not communicate them with the way they should communicate with them. Like, that I agree with. And you ain't got to lie. A player, a player respect it more. They probably still be mad, but they'll probably respect it more. But then also, bro, players be having, you know, be having different, you know, different goals for themselves. Like, if they feel like it's not working, you know, they, I feel like they shouldn't, you know, you shouldn't hold them. Because if they were pros, it wouldn't matter. It doesn't matter. I agree, but you, I, I think, too, like, you have four years to get it done. And I don't I think... Remember, like, and out of the past 20 years, bro, the best players are not the college vets, bro. They're not. No, I, I agree, but... What I'm saying is, if you look at the draft, there's tons of college juniors and seniors who get drafted. Now, they're not getting drafted number one overall or the top ten. But, I mean, there's upperclassmen who get I mean, there's 60 picks and, and who get picked up by a team as an undrafted free agent. Like, there's a lot of way, there's a lot of pathways to make it to the league. Like, Patrick Beverly played in, in freaking Russia for, like, eight years or whatever. And P.J. Tucker played in, like, Turkey. Like, there's a lot of different ways to get to the league. There's just not one way. But... I, I mean, I guess if your goal, and I guess this all depends on who you were in high school. If you're a super heralded recruit, right, like a Zion and you're not playing, that's a little bit different. But I'm saying if you're like a guy who you're like, let's say, you know, you're not one of the uber, uber elite guys. You're not of those rankings. But let's say you're like 25th-ish and you're like, okay, uh, I'm just going to go to like Akron or something, the University of Akron. And you're just that type. I think that's what I'm saying for those types. I'm not necessarily talking about the super elite guys. Obviously, everybody wants to play. But I think you have to be realistic. Like, you know, like, you, you need to develop more. But that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't think it's none of that. I feel like most players, if they feel like they not good enough to start or better enough to start, I feel like they are. I feel like the reality is it'd be the coaches, bro. It'd be the coaches, bro. Like, it's the ego. Like, it's the ego and pride. They feel like this person is better, but sometimes, sometimes that—that's what I'm telling you. Like that don't necessarily be the case. Like just because he he vet, you know, and he might, you know, and like just because like the vet and age stuff don't mean nothing, bro. Like if you could play, bro, you could play it. Can't, can't, bro. Like it's because it's a team game, bro. Like I feel like it's more so like the play. I feel like it's more so the coaches not communicating right with. Because I feel like if you're a great player, but you're gonna understand it, bro. You're gonna understand it. Like a player like Shabazz Napier, or like Kemba, like they had to sit, like they had to sit, they didn't get a chance to play right But they was the type of players that understood that. Like you get what I'm saying? Like it's it's more players out there like that. I just feel like I just feel like it's not that's not the reality well, is Well, I'm gonna say I think players can look at it, you know, now as if I might not be the best person to start right here, but there's another school I can start at, and it's easy to transfer. You can literally just leave now, Scotty. They have, like, a transfer portal. You can just leave. And sometimes that be, and sometimes it works out for people. Like, sometimes exactly. it, you know, like, it, I feel like they shouldn't be bound just because somebody's, I feel like, if the player feel like he should be playing, and it'd be better than the person I started, then, hey, I feel like he should got a freedom to, you know, go wherever you I, I guess, but I, I, I just think if you're at a place for a year, that doesn't necessarily tell you how the, the rest of the three years are, are going. I, I think there's something to be said for kind of, you know, working your way up. And I do think this, and I think you can even attribute this to high school. Like, and I was thinking about this. I don't think 
that you need to if, if the if, you know it's a progression right high school college let's say you know whatever your goals are if you want to play professional like that's a, that's your aspirations but you know if you're I, I think there's more value let me put it to you this way I think there could be more value for a kid I'm just gonna isolate this but uh, for a kid if they go to a school let's say this school is ranked like top 10 in the country or whatever right and they go to a place and they don't start their first two years their freshman and sophomore year then if they would have gone to let's say their local high school and been a four-year starter I think there's actually more value in probably going to that top 10 place because you're, nine times out of ten, you're probably going to have better coaching. You're going to have better resources. And I think also people need to realize you don't get your best at actually playing in games. I don't think in any sport. You, you, you get your best from practice in the off season. That like, That's when you get your, your best. And I think there is something to be said for iron sharpens iron. And I think sometimes it's not the best thing when you're by far the best player on your team. Sometimes I think you need to go to a place where, okay, I'm really not like even the fifth best player on this team. Like... I, I, I gotta raise up my level. Nah, I see. Nah, because you'll sell yourself short when that when like that. Well then I, I well no, I mean you can sell yourself short. No, I mean you can say I think you could acknowledge you don't sell yourself short, bro. Don't do that. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, so so what what do you mean by that, Scotty? Like uh, like because you're saying there's more value if they if they go if they go to a college if they sit okay this was for high school this analogy was for high school not college oh so you saying so wait so you saying there's more value if they don't play away right away let's say in high school i I said if you go to a top 10 team in this country a top 10 school in the country and you don't play your first two years uh whether then there's the other situation where you go to your local high school and you play for all four years I think there can actually be more value in not playing your first two years. Oh, see. Oh, I get what you said. I get what you said. Yeah, bro. No, bro, because you want to play, bro. Like, you don't never want to sit. Bro. No, I, I agree. You, you want to sit, but I'm saying, I think. That's what I'm trying to explain to you, bro. Like, you saying, like, like, far as, like, development and stuff like that, like, it's better, like, for the, like, it's just more, it's more, you get more out of, like, you get more out of it if you if you sit and learn, right? Yes. Well, it's not sit and learn. You can come in with the expectation that you want to start, and that's fine. And sometimes somebody's better than you. Because obviously, if you're going to a school that's top 10 in the country, everybody there is good. It's not like your local high school team where there's half the dudes just there to play. Like, everybody else is freaking good, too. But sometimes it's like that. Like, sometimes it's, it's, it's like that, like. That's just that's just the reality, bro. Sometimes it's like that, bro. Sometimes you might go in and it might be somebody better than you. you don't, it's, it's your choice whether you want to stay or not. Because like I said, and go you want to play right away. Like you could learn and play. Like forget that you don't learn and you don't learn by not playing. You could you could pick up on a few things, but the best way experience is the best teacher, bro. No, I agree. No, but I agree. But here's what I'm also saying, like. You people play in the off season. Like the only time you play is there's not necessarily during the season. And I'm just talking about high school now. I disagree, bro. You get your best. You put in the work in the off season during that time. You put in the work. That don't necessarily be your best. That's the grind. I feel like you work so you could put on your best before you play. You want to be your best when you play. And you weren't the best guy. You weren't the best guy. I mean. I, and I think that teaches good a valuable lesson as well. I don't. Th- I think there's nothing more humbling than saying to yourself, "I did everything right, and I was not good enough. Somebody was better than me." I, I, I think that's actually very humbling. I think that's very humbling when you look at it and you're saying like, "I did everything right. I did everything right. The other person I was competing with, they were just better than me. They were just better than me." I, I think that's actually humbling. I, th- I think that's humbling. Yeah, I've heard people say that before. Well, I mean, I mean, I think sometimes people think there's more politics in being played. Talk about publicly. Talk about publicly. People that's in the public, like players that's in the public. I don't think, I don't think, I don't Well, I mean, you can never, I mean, you can say that to yourself. That doesn't mean you're admitting it out loud. But I don't think, but I don't think, but I don't think, I ain't go, but I, I disagree that that holds more value, bro. Like, because... 
I think that's hum. I know. I'm saying. I think that's. I think that's very humbling. I think that's. No, I'm, talking about, I'm talking about back to your point about the the, the, the the analogy with the high school. Yes. I don't think you said like that's a humbling, like you know, being able to say that somebody is better. Like I don't think that's like you know what I'm saying, like because everybody go in with the expectation to play, bro. And sometimes, bro, that's what I'm saying, bro. It depends on like the coaches and the players. Because some players, I feel like more players fit in than more players just be like, oh, I don't, I, I they're not starting, so I'm about to just leave. Like I feel like it's that's that's the other is happening more than that. If that makes sense. No, I guess no. I'm saying I'm saying there's. I think it's good. It, like I'm saying, there's nothing wrong with it if you're a backup, you're a freshman, and sophomore. You're, let's say you're at elite top five, top ten high school in the nation. That if you just would have played your four, uh, your first four years uh, at, at your you know crappy high school. Because I think also if somebody's like that gives you something to work for. Like like you're you're looking at that like I have to catch him. Like there's this like I think you know there's a saying when you're the best person in a room, you need to find a new room. Because that means you've learned all you can learn from that place. If when you're the best person in the room, you need to find a new room. Hmm. I guess we just got to agree to disagree on that. On that one. <laughs> oh, so you know, you guys like I'm trying to get my playing time. Yeah, bro. Because coming from experience, bro, any player tell you this, bro, like your best bet is to play, bro. You don't, and like what they teach you in college, bro, people don't have time no more. Like they just don't. Oh, no, I was talking about high school. I wasn't necessarily talking about college. Uh, but, that, but, that lead, but, that, but it starts in high school, but even in high school, bro, like... But, if, but, but I guess what I'm saying is... I agree. It is more valuable, like, and it probably does, like, be hold more weight and being more humbling to go to, like, a top 10 versus to you going to your local, but some players are some players would rather do that. Like, that's what Dane did. Dane could have transferred to a prep school when he was in high school, but he didn't because... It was it was it meant something more playing for the local like and that's why I said it depends on the player and the coach. Like I don't think like like I agree like I probably I probably be the type of player that could do that, but I could also see that there's other players that's other players that that got different you know different mindset that don't you know they don't think like that. No, no, and I agree. No, and, and I agree. But I think that's something newer. I think that's a newer mentality that's happened where I'm saying maybe that wasn't the case 30 years ago because I I think like. I think nothing's wrong with having, like, a healthy fear knowing, like, you know, like, there, there's, like, eight other people just as good as me right here. Like, mm-hmm. like, where in your, your local high school, you're like, I can do whatever I want. I'm the best player. This is not even close. Where, you know, or maybe let's say you're a junior, you know, this freshman's coming in, dude. This freshman is super good. Like, even probably, like, that's iron sharpens iron. Oh yeah, yeah, I get what you're saying. Like it, it does, but that I feel like that's it's just the reality, bro. Like reality is, bro. You want to play right away, like no matter what. You just want to play. Uh, no, I agree with you, but I, but I guess what I'm saying too is if you don't start your freshman sophomore year and then it's your junior year, you're at a top prep school and you're balling out, and all of a sudden you're like one of the 15 best players in the country, you're gonna get recruited. I mean, but also look at it like this, bro. Like. You don't play 2K, but you know 2K, you got the mop there, right? Yeah. Now, obviously, when you when you started, when you make one, you know, your rating is low, right? Yeah. But well, Scotty, I'll tell you this. When I played 2K, I, I artificially boost my ratings. Right, 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 right. right. <laughs> you boost them. You boost them, but you still would be low, though. Like, you'll still be low when you first start. You know? Yeah. You'll be like, ah. But, like, but my point is, like, you want to get, you know, you start off, like, you know, on the team. Depending on how you know how the story, how your story goes, nine times out of ten you're gonna be a seven, six man like off the bench. You know what I'm saying? But I was about to say, in order to rank up higher, you gotta think that like you gotta think that like you're you know you're a, you're a ninety, even though you're like a sixty-seven. Like even though you could go in like thinking like okay, like even if you're going in knowing that somebody better than you, like you still gotta think that you better they're not just as good like you get what i'm saying like and i don't i i I agree it is probably like a newer way of thinking but i think like back then players was like that too it's just you know it's not as heavily like viewed publicly like how it is now. because if you talk to a lot of great players back then bro a lot of the stuff that's going on now bro they 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 agree with it like 
they 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 say like, oh, this person did this, or I was like that, or I wish I'd have did it. I didn't know I could do it like that. Like, they probably would have. Like, it's just you know, because I feel like if we was to play grow up like like that back then with that way of thinking, we'd probably think like that too. And if they was you know, in this time, they'd probably think how the way we think. But like, but the reality is, bro, you want to play. <laughs> Your whole value when you win. No, I agree you want to play. I mean, no, yeah, you want to compete. But, but I guess, you know, I think that's the tough part of sports. It doesn't always go your way. It doesn't. But that's it. And that's what I'm saying. Like, even, like, from a coaching aspect, like, from a coaching perspective, like, you might have to lose out on a couple players. I was watching Coach Carter. He kicked out the, the – he told the two players to leave. Oh, dude was like, those are two starting – those are two lead scorers. You know what the coach said? We don't need some new ones. <laughs> Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you can't, you can't wait, bro. Don't nobody got time to wait. Don't nobody got time to wait. The coaches, the players, the school, whoever. Nobody. So what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break. I think I'm next after the break on Barbershop Sports Talk. We're going to get into some NBA news. Kind of next after the break on Barbershop Sports Talk. Sports Talk Scotty Johnson with us. So, Scotty, uh, there have been reports that Bradley Beal could be on the trade market, mm-hmm. and if he's available, here are some teams that would be interested in him. The Golden State Warriors, Philadelphia 76ers, Miami Heat, and Atlanta Hawks. Which one of those teams best fit for Bradley Beal? Philly, Miami, Boston, Golden State, and Atlanta. Golden State, Philly, Miami, uh, and Atlanta. Boston, the Warriors, Atlanta. Sixers, Heat, and Hawks. You ain't hear about the Boston rumors neither? I heard about the Boston. Oh, they got Boston too. Okay, that's an, I, I have heard about that on and off because Tatum and Beal are friends and they have like the St. Louis, Missouri connection. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna throw Boston in there too. But uh, let me see. Best fit? I'll probably say it'd be either this two teams. It'd be either Miami or three. I give you Miami, Boston, and um, Atlanta. I give you those three reasons, though, because I feel like the style of play just it fits Bradley Beal. Like if he go to Golden State, that's like a whole different type of style he gonna have to learn. Like, and then he gonna have to play by Steph and Clay and Draymond. Like, like I was saying earlier, like that's one that you know a player that's used to. The last three years, four years, you know, used to have the ball in the sand, especially with John Wall being hurt. So you don't want him to put him in a system where, like, it's, I don't want to say it's too, you don't want to put him in a system where, like, his style could, could mess up the system. Like, his style could, like, mess up how the way things is ran. I think Boston, Atlanta, Miami, they fit like his style of play. Especially in Miami. Cause that'd be like him and Jimmy Butler. That'd be like you know, or even him and Tatum and Boston. You know, I feel like that'd be because the trade would be Jalen Brown for you know, you know that was what they would say. That'd be like the package deal, like him, Jalen Brown, and Marcus Smart. They're probably going to Marcus Smart. If they trade Jalen Brown for that deal, you know what I'm saying? Like that's a that's a that's a decent. It's probably a one-sided trade, but you know that's decent enough. So, and I think Bill and Tatum would be a good one to combo in the East too. So. And then Atlanta, also too, because Atlanta, they play fast. Like they're a young team, they like Atlanta. And he's still young. He ain't that young, but, you know, he league old, but he's still young. He can still get up and down like that. So I think what's interesting about this first, let's actually go by each of these teams. So let's start with Boston, since you brought up Boston. Are you making that trade, Jalen Brown, for uh, Bradley Beal? I mean, the Celtics would probably have to give up some more stuff in there. I assume some first-round picks, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Would you do that? Yeah. Really? Yep. Now, what about the argument? Let me play devil's advocate right here. What about the argument that Jalen Brown has another ceiling to go? Like, he could end up being a better player than what Beal is. He could, but if you're in the win now, which is, I think that's what Boston They're trying to stay in that win now mode. You make that trade. And how much better is Beal than Brown? 
is a lot better. You take a lot better. Yeah, because you don't just average 30. And, you know, like Bradley Bill almost led the league in scoring for like, the past like, two, three years. At least not finished top five like the last three, four years. So you always want a player like that. That's a, that's a problem but for defense. Now let's go to Miami. I was about to tell you this before we go. And how the way Boston plays, I think like the play calling by Brad Stevens, I think that also helped too because he have a he have a good post behind. Now let, let's go to uh, Miami. Okay. So they'd have to get rid of Hero would have to be on the table, right? I mean that's no yeah. issue. Hero would Bam be? No, Bam's probably untouched. Uh, so Bam and yeah Bam they wouldn't trade Bam right? You agree with that? Yeah, I agree. Bam and Jimmy are locked. Yeah, yeah. So how would they get that deal? I'm thinking how would they get that deal done? I mean, you probably get Tyler. I throw in Duncan, but that's just. You probably have to throw in Duncan too. I'm trying to think of boy. I mean, you'd have to throw in another player to make the salaries match. You get two young players and Hero and Duncan, and probably give some picks. I mean, that's probably what they'd have to do. Do you think that'd be at all appealing uh, to Washington for Beal? I like, and then, like, because you get in, also, for, like, Washington, you know, you get into, and, like, you get in, like, you know, like, bad, like, you get in, you know, two role, two key role players that, I mean, yeah, two key role players that can grow up into, like, into, that can grow, that got the potential to grow into vets that can end up winning. I do think Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero would be, like, you know, one day be, like, the vets that, like, you know, just do their job, just do what they do best. No matter what their numbers are, they just always gonna have a job because you know their role is gonna be the same pretty much for like majority of their career. And I think they're gonna end up winning like championships and making like deep playoff runs once they like you know eight if they make it to eight seven years in the league. And then you get Brad Beal like you know because in Washington you are already on the come up, and then for Miami you get another superstar. So you know, and, I, and then it's Miami like you don't even want to talk about like the city Miami. It's Miami like who don't want to go to Miami. No, that's just another. That's just another bit. Bit, you know. How good would Beal, Butler, and Bam be as a big three? That'd be, that'd be great. That'd be a great. That'd be a great big three. I don't know, like how good they'd be, but they'd definitely be content playoff contender for sure. So that put, would you say that puts them in the box in that territory in the East? Yeah, I was about to say yeah. They they have to be top five, probably in the league. As far as, like, duo, like, individual, like, you know, like, trios like that, like, you know, with the nucleus like that, like, with the Brooklyn trio, the Milwaukee trio, the, you know, the um, the Suns, with Devin Booker, Chris Paul, and Aiden this season, I'm talking about this past season, but, like, you know, like, I feel like they'd be at least top ten. And then the Sixers. So, obviously, Ben is in that deal. Beal and Embiid, how good can that be? Uh, I like Philly. I mean, I like the the team. I just don't know if it's like you know. I I, I actually like Bill and B. I mean, Bill and and B's. Like, I actually like that. That's a good you know guard, big man guard combo. That could be like a Jamal Murray Jokic combo, just different, you know. And like, and B can still have a player that can give him the ball. Also, you know, because he's a center, he can't bring the ball up the court. Obviously, then it had to be for Ben Simmons and maybe another player, but that's the person that they're going to have to go in. Another all-star for an all-star type player, you know. And really, I think they can make it work, but since they're in the East, it's going to be hard. I feel like his best chances of winning the East, if he stay in the East, is probably go to Boston, man. But I wouldn't be surprised, though, if he go to Philly. I, I wouldn't be too, you know, I wouldn't be too, you know, mad about it. I, you know, I, I like it, but I'll prefer to send him I'll prefer to see him in Boston. Now, how how about Beal and Trey in Atlanta? How does that work? Now, that works because Trey is a playmaker. And the difference between Trey and John Wall, Trey can score. And if you can get Trey to playmate even more, and then you give him a, a dynamic score like Brad Beal, another superstar, that could, be, that could arguably be a top five do a backup, top five backup. If not, top three for sure. 
So now I'm going to go to this. So quickly, there were some rumors swirling around a while ago that, you know, the Warriors could make a play for Dame. If the Warriors trotted out Damian Lillard, Steph Curry, and Klay Thompson, and Draymond Green, how good is that team? I don't know how good they'd be. Because it goes back to the Beal situation. I feel like Dame, the same type of player, like he had to have the ball. He had to be the one doing what Steph and Draymond does. And I feel like it'd, they'd still be the Warriors. They'd probably be better, but I feel like it'd be hard to win games with all that, you know. Because Dame ain't no KD neither. Like, he's a great player, but he's not Kevin Durant. So, like, you already, you'll have two guards that like taking 35 and 40 for You'll have two guys that are doing it. But Steph and Clay can both play off the ball. Yeah, but I don't think Dame's that great of a much playmaker neither, like, to give them the ball. I feel like that would be more great mind. And Dame doesn't move well without the ball because of how the way he's used to playing back to the, you know, the AU team. But it would be, to me, it would be hard for them to win. So now let's go to this. DeMar DeRozan potentially could be joining LeBron James and Anthony Davis in L.A. How would you like that? Martin Rosen in L.A.? I don't know, bro. I, I mean, you, you know, you, as, being a fan of basketball, you, you want to see competitive basketball. I would I would want to see him go to the Lakers, but I think they can make it work because he's a player that can be older. He on, you know, all he got to do is just score. You get DeMar DeRozan, AD, and LeBron, that would be scary. But, you know, from a competitive standpoint, I wouldn't see him go to, like, the Atlanta, you know, because he's a free agent, right? Yeah. Yeah, I want to see him go to, like, an Atlanta. Like, you know, one of the upcoming teams or teams that still play off contending and that can, you know, if he joined them, he could put them over the hump. Or go to, like, a team that went to the finals, like a Phoenix, but he probably ain't going to go to Phoenix. They already got Devin Booker. But a team like that, you know what I mean? Like, like a Utah or something. Because even if you go to, like, a Utah, I feel like you could throw him in with Bionovich. You know what I'm saying? And Joe Ingles. Because Joe Ingles don't even start. So you could throw him in with me, Mitch, Mike Hahn, and go there. And, you know, and by Yonavich. But a team like that, though, like, you know, I don't want him to go to a start for a team already. I'd rather, just from a competitive standpoint, but I, you know, I think that, I definitely think that win the West. If healthy, you go to LA. Who's better, Giannis or Katie? Who's the best player in the world? Or is there a third? Or is there a third guy that I'm missing right now, Scotty? Uh, uh I you know we ain't gonna talk about that, bro. I be talking about KD and Giannis, but I I give it to Yon. I mean, not Giannis. I give it to KD based on what he can do. I feel like just as an overall player, like you know, overall player, like Giannis. Because even watching them being matched up with each other this this playoff, they were they were matched up a lot. KD was checking Giannis a lot, and you saw the difference, bro. Giannis didn't have nothing for KD, like nothing. And I would have to give the edge to KD based on like you know he could just you know just he could do more, shoot more. Like it's like Giannis, you could you could have a game plan for Giannis and stick to it, and it could work. I feel like Phoenix just didn't have the personnel to do it. But you could, like, because it showed, bro. Like, the Raptors showed it and Miami showed it. You just got to be tough. And if you're tough, you definitely. And I feel like Brooklyn, KD, if KD's foot was over above that three-point line, it wouldn't have, we wouldn't even be talking about Milwaukee being champion. So, I feel like as individual players, I still take KD. Is it, Giannis, uh, is it possible that KD is just a really good matchup for Giannis and that Giannis is better against everybody else? No, nah, because then if you say that, then what about Kevin Durant? Like, what is he to everybody else? Not as good. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I don't, I don't know, bro. I want to, nah, nah, because Giannis, bro, like, I really feel like they won, bro. Like, I don't know if you saw Jamal Murray's tweet about the best player, the healthiest team is going to win the championship. Bro. Like, that's literally like what what happened? Like two healthiest teams were in the finals. The healthiest team won. <laughs> so as far as like individual players, like even playing against other talents, like Giannis didn't have times where in the fight in the playoffs we didn't see it in the playoffs where he didn't have times where he didn't have to lean on a, a Chris Middleton or like a Drew Holiday. You know what I'm saying? This this year it was strictly KD. He was really on a mission, and I feel like if it wasn't for you know like 
injuries, they probably would have been in the finals. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. I, I wouldn't be mad if people, if you were to tell me that Giannis is the best player because he did, you know, he did he did it. Like, he did it. But I would still give the edge to Kevin Durant until Giannis do it again. If he does it again, the next three, four years, then okay, I'll do that. But I still get edge to Kevin. Scotty, I want to thank you for coming on the pod, man. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me, bro. It's been, I missed it, bro. Yeah. And once again, I want to thank my brother, Scotty Johnson, for coming on the podcast. I always appreciate it when Scotty can come on. And I want to thank all of you for tuning into this episode. The 312th episode of Barbershop Sports Talk.